0: we Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Ryan. Guys, Cassidy.com is the sponsor of this episode of Front Porch Swingers and we love them for it. We think that you are going to love connecting with sexy people on Cassidy. We receive so many messages on social media, via email saying things like, we want to get started in the lifestyle but we don't know how. And we always recommend Cassidy because it's an easy place to go and start assessing compatibility with a large number of people and start setting up some very sexy dates today. And you are going to be able to try it free for 30 days when you head to FrontPorchSwingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Like I said, 30 days, completely free, no commitment. Check it out for yourself and make sure it's the right fit for you. When you go to FrontPorchSwingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner, we will see you at Cassidy.com. So we had an interesting week, a fun-filled week. Although as much action as we had, I had no sexy action, which I think is really going to surprise people.
1: Well, we needed a break. We got here a month ago, hit the ground running, have not stopped between play and sexy fun and work, which has just gotten insane. We just haven't had a chance to take a break and just breathe.
0: My vagina needed to breathe this yeah, week. It we truly just... did. I needed the time, not only mentally, but physically to recover from how slutty I have truly been.
1: Yeah. And it's and it, we needed it. I mean, we just needed to kind of center ourselves and, and decide what is important, what events are important, what experiences we, we really want to get ourselves involved in. And yeah, we needed the time.
0: We also have talked though, this coming week, we need to prioritize some sex because I am feeling very naughty again. My sex drive is ramping back up and I have some new fantasies that I'm looking to fulfill, which we're not gonna talk about in depth today, but that's exciting. It's always fun to have some things on the horizon that are really just fueling you and getting you excited for some naughty stuff. So stay tuned.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've talked about a lot of these fantasies you wanna make happen. And I think what's happened with us is we we try to get like cram it all in like right now we want to get it all done we want to experience all of it right away yes and you can't
0: zero fucking patience you we just have. can't yeah <laughs>
1: you gotta gotta temper that shit you just can't do it so it, yeah our, our month got away from us so we needed a week to fucking decompress yes and it was fun we had a great fucking time some really cool vanilla kind of interaction with so, not so vanilla people.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say it wasn't sexy time, but these were not vanilla people by any means. On Wednesday, we hosted our first ever hot wife meet and greet here in the Vegas area, which was so much fucking fun.
1: Well, it was eye opening to me. It really, I was, I was not so much concerned, but you know, you're, you've always got a little trepidation when you're, you're getting into new territory, you know, unchartered territory for us, you know, new place, new environment, new people. Man, what a fucking exciting night.
0: So we held it at this great cocktail lounge that's really close to where we live, which was also kind of a concern because we're a little bit off the beaten path. So we didn't know if people were actually going to drive out to this location. But I was hopeful that they would because the reason we chose it is because it's very kind of upscale and sexy and kind of dark and everything's candlelit. And it's just one of those sultry environments that you know is going to be the right fit for us and what we're hoping to kind of cultivate here in terms of the hot wave space. And in addition to that, we had all of these RSVPs from like four different platforms, and we had no idea who was actually going to show up because it was not a ticketed event. We were just throwing this to meet people. You know, we bought some appetizers and people were coming for drinks and it was super simple. So because of that, we we knew that there were a lot of people who were planning on going, but we didn't know how many were actually going to follow through with it. And we had like 50 people in this little room.
1: Yeah, it's so first of all, this, this space really kind of set the tone, I think, for what folks can expect from the events we're going to throw, these hot wife events that we're really cultivating. And which I thought was great and i I love the space i love the spot and everyone that showed up really did mirror what i was what you and i were trying to achieve you know, yeah. their their intentions were to come to a place like this, hoping that they were going to get what they got. And I was really fucking pleased with it. Everyone was so awesome.
0: I think what you mean by that was they were coming to socialize in an upscale environment. And yeah. you saw them mirror that in that we put a dress code on this of date ready, which you made the really good point of who the fuck knows what date ready is. Date ready is very different to different people. Yeah. But I knew that we had the right group of people when everyone walking in the door looked fucking awesome.
1: Man, we were so fortunate to have that crowd show up looking the way they did. You know, date ready is a term I used in my professional life for years, and it's open to interpretation, certainly, but it's it was always an easy way to kind of understand people better and, and uh, get an idea of where their heads are at when it comes to dress code. And everybody fit the bill. It was a fucking great looking crowd. I was super fucking excited.
0: Yes, yeah, so such nice people. I mean, we really did make some amazing connections. Hopefully some of these people will come to events, but I really do believe that a lot of these people could be friends too. They're just wonderful people. And we were just so thrilled with the turnout.
1: Yeah. The number of them that reached out the next day, just thanking us for hosting this thing. It was really phenomenal. What a breath of fresh air. Just cool people.
0: Yeah. It set a very good precedent, I think, for things to come with us in our, our hot wife adventures in terms of putting the events on and everything. I just, it feel like You know, I was a little nervous at what we would get, and we got awesome fucking people who are excited about something new and a little bit elevated, and that was very cool to see. Yeah, we really did. So we also went to a show. One of our friends was performing on Friday and invited us to go. We went downtown and went to the show, and then we hung out with... That person and another couple later that evening went to a super vanilla, but very fucking cool place right off of Fremont Street yeah. and had some drinks and just listened to music. And what was really interesting is you made the point that you have been intimate with all of these people.
1: Yeah, there were, uh, there were five of us total, uh, another couple and then a single guy and us. And yeah, I have been intimate on some level with all of those people. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so strange because we were not in an intimate environment on Friday. We were just hanging out and having fun and drinking and just kind of goofing off. But it was so fucking comfortable. And like I told you earlier, I think that, you know, when it comes to all the stuff that we do that's sexy and fun and all the hot shit that we get into, there's going to be a portion of it that we're going to want to keep to ourselves. And I really think that a lot of the things that we are going to do with this particular group of folks is going to be a big part of that.
0: Well, I think partially because we have become fast friends with them. We really genuinely like these people. And not that we haven't become fast friends with people we talk about on the show, but I think that we've just decided getting here that we want to shift things a little bit and maintain a little bit of privacy. And I think that's especially important with this group because I don't know, I feel kind of a kindred bond with them. And it's just something we want to save for ourselves.
1: Yeah, I think there's going to be portions of the, the time we spend with these folks, particularly that we just don't talk too much about because it's kind of it's a cherished thing. To be able to have had the experience we had with them and and several others the night we played together, and only to turn around a couple of weeks later and have a vanilla evening like we did Friday with no trepidation, no weirdness, no awkwardness. I mean, just nothing at all that would seem out of the ordinary. No you know,
0: sexual innuendo. N- none, none of zero. That. Absolutely
1: yeah. zero. People looking from a uh, from across the room would never have known that all of us were naked at one point together. Right. You know, it just <laughs> right. It was, it's just not possible. There was not none of that energy. At least that I felt.
0: It's kind of the same thing to me as we've talked about. If we were to enter into, for example, a polyamorous relationship with someone, like for example, if I started playing with someone. And we talked about them on the show. And then it became romantic and I actually had feelings for them. We would probably stop talking about them on the show.
1: I think to some degree, yeah. yeah. At, at
0: least in terms of the intimacy, because I think right. that there's a certain level of privacy that needs to be maintained in those situations.
1: I think well again, you and I share a lot with a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Well, we love it. We fucking love doing it.
1: Yeah, but there is something to be said for the times where we don't where we can just shut it off and just do what we want to do and not be concerned about having to share an experience, right? just enjoy the experience for what it is. And there, that's a there's a big part of that, that I get when I see these people.
0: Yeah. So that was a really nice Friday evening. And then yesterday we had kind of a fun, silly day and we went cosmic bowling. We had $2 margaritas.
1: Yeah. It's the fucking best thing ever. Oh
0: my God. If you guys haven't been to the station casinos in Vegas, they all have these bowling alleys and the bowling alleys have $2 margaritas. And they're actually fucking good margaritas.
1: Yeah. And you're bowling basically under black light. It's very cool. Uh, They play 80s music and it's very fuck. It's a lot of fun.
0: You can get like baskets of fries and canned beer. We didn't. We got the $2 margaritas. But it's just that kind of, you know, super laid back, chill atmosphere. And you're bowling. I'm the worst bowler of all fucking time. But it didn't even matter. We had so much fun. Well,
1: apparently my bowling game gets better if I drink more tequila. That is essentially how it went. So... (laughs) The more margaritas I had, the better my game got. So I'm just, I guess that's the recipe for it. You only me.
0: had two. You should have had four then.
1: Yeah, I, shit, I would have been a uh, top score for the whole fucking place <laughs> probably at that You would have a point.
0: perfect 300 at some yeah,
1: point. Yeah, it, uh, it was getting really good there for a while. I was really disappointed that we were leaving because I was really hot.
0: Or gotten kicked out, one of the two. You either would have gotten a 300 or we would have gotten yeah, our asses banned forever. For,
1: yeah, we would have done something stupid. But <laughs> uh, for sure, it was a lot of fun. And so, you know, we were just kind of having a relaxed day thinking, yeah, we're going to take it easy today. Nothing crazy. We had no plans of any kind because we have so much fucking insanity going on next weekend, literally starting Monday. And we're driving home and all of a sudden I start getting text messages from our friends were like, you have to come out t- tonight to the club and, you know, this is going on and that's going on. It's going to be crazy. And w- we hate to disappoint people. And they were just so insistent.
0: Well, here's the thing. I told you, I want to be in bed by 10 tonight. Yeah. When, when we were bowling, when we were having our day out, I was like, I want to be in bed by 10. I want to take a bubble bath. I maybe want to have a cocktail in the bathtub, you yep. know, treat myself. And then I want to go to bed early. And you're like, that sounds amazing amazing. And then we get these text messages and you're like, "Psych, we're going to the club at 10." You know uh, how you said you wanted to be in bed, we're actually going to start our night at 10. Well,
1: that's actually not true. I didn't realize the fucking club didn't open till 10. Yeah. So, you and I get home, we're like, "Well, fuck, now, you know, so we ate something and we left at 9:45 to go out. Went to a cl- to a little bar downtown that we really like about 5 minutes from the club. Ended up getting to the club about 10:30, 10:45. I wanted to have been asleep for 45 minutes by that point.
0: I was dragging ass Yeah, hard. you were
1: so fucking, you were just a party pooper.
0: And let me say this, okay, when I think back to last night, and I think about all of the events that took place, which were very few, to be clear, a lot of it was 100% my fault because I was checked out. I was tired. I was not in the right mental headspace to be in that environment, so... I, I have to take responsibility for it. And I also have to think about the way that I impact other people in that environment. Because what happened last night was we were talking to people and you were 100% leading the conversation. And I was really taking a back seat And, you know, I think we missed out on some potential connections because of that, if we're being fair.
1: Yeah, you are so out of it. I mean, so to put this into perspective, when we went to the last event, the hot wife event, You were the social butterfly. You introduced yourself to everybody. You met everyone. Everyone was your friend. You were the first person playing when the playrooms opened up. Literally the first. And last night, you were absolutely, completely, obviously disinterested in being there. Yeah. I was basically driving every conversation. I'm looking over at you, trying to get something out of you. <laughs> Your eyes are just glazed over. You're like, I'm, a, I'm fucking out of this. Like, I have no interest in this. Well, and it was a it was a challenge, to say the least, for me.
0: Let's also talk a little bit more about why, though, because I think last night was also a really good reminder of why we like what we like in terms of events, okay? For sure. So last night was a couples-only event.
1: Yes, which we everyone knows, or should, who listens to the show knows, not our cup of tea.
0: Well, when we walk into an environment like that, I think one of two things is assumed. And it's not 100% fair to assume this, but I think just based on the statistics of the lifestyle, you assume one of two things. Either they are there to just dance with each other and maybe flirt a little bit, maybe go have sex, just the two of them, but they're not really looking to swap, which happens a lot. And you could definitely tell that was a good portion of what was there last night. Or these are people who are looking for swaps in the same room, which we obviously don't do, especially with people we don't know.
1: Well, and and we know for sure, based on everyone we've spoken to, the lifestyle scene here in Vegas, the folks who are really in touch with it, long-term, experienced lifestyle people, a lot of them say the same thing. These couple-for-couple events very often, more often than not, turn into couples playing with each other in these environments as opposed to swapping. And then potentially they meet later on down the road and they have a house party or whatever. The club environment is really just that. It's a party. For a lot of people, that's it.
0: Yeah. Which is fine, but that's not what we're looking to do when we go into that type of environment. I want to fuck. Right. But it felt complicated being in that environment because, very much so. well, first of all, it was a lot of very young people and a lot of very beautiful people. I mean, women in the most stunning latex dresses and beautiful, like Honey Burdette leather sets, and just beautiful people. But It was very much a dance party. Yes. And you don't dance. I love to dance. But it was also very packed and very loud. And it was meant for that party scene. And because of that, I think that kind of contributed to me being a little bit checked out.
1: Well, and it was very obvious because there were some couples there, much like us, who were hot wife couples. We know that because we had communicated with them digitally. They reached out to us, of course, told us they were going. So we we went. And you could see in the room the couples who were very legitimately lifestyle players, And those who were there for the party, they were there to dance, they were there to show off their outfits and, you know, mingle with their friends and be a little bit more scantily clad and, you know, and maybe they'll break off with their partner and be naughty somewhere in a corner. Those people were very evident. And the folks that were there for the purposes of playing the look on their faces were, I think, much like ours was like, wow, this is not exactly what I was expecting.
0: Yeah, so what the fuck does a couple like us do in that environment? Absolutely We really only play separately Mm, and you don't dance and we don't like the loud club atmosphere. So it's like, what the fuck? I don't know what we do here. Yeah. Not to say there's anything wrong with the environment. It's just not conducive to the things that we're looking for.
1: No, and it's okay to do that once in a while. I think the bigger issue was you and I were not prepared, mentally prepared for it last night. At all. If we were prepared to go out on on a saturday night with our friends to a club like that it would have been very different you would have been in a, in a better headspace it's not what we were looking forward to do we were essentially prepared to get in the bathtub and have a drink and call it a night by the time we were getting dressed to go out it fucking so,
0: crash before yeah. we long before we got to the club
1: yeah so it wasn't the <laughs> best recipe really for us to you know to be successful but the truth is it was really eye opening because I, I i said it earlier To me, there's a purity, a simplicity, and an honesty in the hot wife space that really doesn't exist in that couple for couple world.
0: Well, think about this. If I am a woman walking in with you to a hot wife event and there are obviously single men there because it's a hot wife event, they know that I play with single men and I know that they're there to play with me as a partnered woman. And there is really no confusion or question of what everyone's intentions are. Of course, you have to assess chemistry and all of those different types of of things, but everyone knows why you're in the room.
1: Yeah, there's listen, there's no, there is no conversation about it right if there is a couple in a club in an environment in an event at an event that is hot wife centric which means there are single guys present it's couples and single guys there is the very high likelihood that sex is going to be on the table yeah that's the whole purpose and the difference that i saw last night was that it was much more about the party it wasn't as much about the hooking up, which is fine. If that's what you're doing, cool. But for you and I, that doesn't make sense. We're a hot wife couple. You like to fuck single dudes.
0: I want to get banged. And, and you I want, me want you to. Get to. Banged.
1: <laughs> and when we walk into a hot wife event, like you said, the the pressure is off. Everyone understands why you're there. It's a pure, simple recipe. You know, the mathematics makes sense. And that's what really is the more comfortable place for me to be.
0: I agree. So anyway, it was a good, it was an, a sexy environment for sure. Like I said, we gotta have a lot of eye candy if nothing else. No last doubt. Night. <laughs> no so doubt. I'll take that any night of the week. But uh, we definitely did not hook up with anyone.
1: <laughs> no, and it's and listen, we knew we weren't going to. We were laughing about it even when we left the house. You know, this is really just an an exercise in in socializing is all that was. Well,
0: I failed. I got a big fat F on the socializing. Yeah, I night. had
1: to be the the social butterfly. But yeah, we know where we belong. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of the hot wife lifestyle, I think we need to get to a single guy tip of the week that has me a little bit fired up. I guess I'm also a little bit confused about it because a very similar thing has now happened twice, and I'm not sure if it's a Vegas thing or if I have just happened to run into this twice lately. But I want to talk about it because I think it's important. The most recent example of this was a gentleman I started talking to yesterday. He and I started talking on Kick after we. We had found each other on one of the platforms and this morning he reaches back out to me and he's like, I'd love to meet you at some point. Can we set something up? Okay. immediately, I think we're going to go have a coffee or a cocktail. The three of us are going to sit down together. So I explain what it looks like when we have a meeting with someone. I explain the importance of a vanilla meeting to assess chemistry and for everyone to make sure they're comfortable and everyone make sure that they're attracted. And well, me and him anyway, attracted to each other. All of those different types of things. His response back to me was very simple. I don't go out on dates, so I'm not looking to do that.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's fucking insane to me. And and make no mistake, single guys who are listening to this who don't know better, it's a fucking interview. Make no mistake,
0: on both ends. Yeah,
1: you're being interviewed, and if you are smart, you're doing some of the questioning as well. Yes. You know, what do you want? What would you prefer as a single dude? You just want to show up to somebody's home, hoping they weren't totally fucking catfishing you and bullshitting you about who they are and what they look like. And you get there and you've got this awkward experience that you now have to back your way out of. <laughs> you Who the fuck wants out? to do that?
0: Yeah, your phone's ringing. Uh-oh, your, uh, your house is on fire or something. You have to fucking get out of the situation as quickly as possible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you avoid that awkwardness. But in addition to that, and what I told you was, I think sometimes men don't understand how intimidating or unsafe it can feel to meet someone in that way. For someone to just walk to our door and I am alone and I invite him in for sex, having never met him and having no real understanding of who he is, that's incredibly unsafe. And I don't think a lot of guys put themselves in that mental headspace. They're, They're not empathetic towards that situation.
1: No, and what guys need to understand is that there's a lot to be said for meeting in public. You know, from a safety perspective, I know it sounds crazy, but for me, when I think of a guy who doesn't want to do that, your your intentions are suspect, because if we meet in person, we're at a coffee shop, like you said, or you're at a you know, you're at a bar and you're having a drink. People have seen you together. You're likely to have been spotted together. So if anything illicit was to happen, there's a there's a track record. You know, there's there's a history.
0: You also can assess those things much better than I can, which is why you come to those meetings with me. I call you my human lie detector. You can tell when someone is full of shit. So if we sit down and you look them in the eye and you can tell they're lying, we simply give each other the signal that this is a no-go and we get up and we leave. And that's the end of it. And that's important. The other thing is a cocktail or a coffee is not a fucking date. Okay. To me, a date is we are going somewhere. You are making a reservation. Maybe we're having a bottle of wine. We are having a- You're full, being picked up. Yeah. We're having a full night together where you're whining and dining someone. That's not. It's not the same thing as meeting us out for a cocktail. You don't even have to buy my cocktail.
1: Well, and to be clear and Fair? Yeah, he doesn't date. He's not looking for a date. Well, fucking neither are you. You're looking to get fucked. You're not looking for a date. We go on dates all the time. You know, you want to go on a date? We can go anytime. You're looking to get fucked by some strange dude with a giant cock, most likely. Yeah, That's what you're looking for.
0: You made the great point of this, too, which was how many of these guys have gone on dates that don't lead to sex? In their heads, they're thinking to themselves, I don't want to go through all of this effort if it's not going to lead to guaranteed sex. Listen, if you are cool and there is chemistry, this is guaranteed sex. And all you have to do is show up and have a cocktail with me.
1: Also, if that's, if showing up and having a cocktail or a cup of coffee with someone for spending 20 minutes with them to determine whether or not that they want to fuck you, if that's effort, then you're not worth the fucking time because chances are you're going to phone it in in the sack too. You're fucking lazy.
0: Well, this is the second time it's happened too, and the way that I put it to the first gentleman because, of course, he says that. He goes, yeah, I'm not really looking for a dating situation, so I don't want to meet you in public. I said, OK, so either you don't want to put in the time or effort or you're married or otherwise partnered and you don't want to get caught. But either way, I'm not interested. So I break off communication of with him.
1: How long did it take before he got back to you?
0: Freaking four hours, yeah. maybe. Four yeah. hours later, he's like, oh, um you know, I thought a little bit more about it. And I guess I could be willing to do that. But only if this and this happens. I said, listen, I am out. I I can tell that you don't give a shit about this. I can tell that you just want an easy lay. And trust me, I am an easy lay. (laughs) Yeah,
1: spoiler alert. You're pretty fucking easy. I'm pretty
0: fucking easy but if you can't put in 20 minutes to get me in the sack then come on
1: yeah look man that's the that is literally the epitome of fucking lazy i don't know what this guy typically does to meet people but if that's too much trouble for you you don't deserve to get laid yeah stay the fuck home
0: yeah that's crazy bro
1: yeah man that's crazy you don't have to
0: buy porn a cocktail how old a guy is this Uh, both of them were right around my age like late 20s early 30s
1: yeah look (sighs) Has it gotten to that point? Is that where we're at? Is it that fucking lazy now? Even in this lifestyle or or people who you know, seemingly want to be in the lifestyle or are in the lifestyle? That to me doesn't speak to be a lifestyle guy.
0: Well, that's the other thing I told you. I can never imagine in a million years a guy like Theo, who you guys have heard us talk about. On the show in the past, who is a true lifestyle guy who understands the importance of mutually beneficial connections, Theo would never say to someone, "Yeah, I don't really have the time or desire to meet you out." He for brought a drink.
1: flowers to the first meeting. <laughs> You know, it's and ironically, the story we're going to tell today, that you're going to tell, takes place with a real fucking lifestyle dude who did not have a problem meeting you first, and it went really fucking well for him.
0: Yeah, he you got know? laid. Spoiler alert: he got laid real good.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, twenty minutes of your fucking time. Get out of here. That's crazy. I, you know, and it's funny. I've never had. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a. I don't know what it is with the, some of the guys you're you're communicating with. I have never had a couple. Reach out to me since we've been here and say, "Hey, we don't need to meet first. We don't have to f- figure out if there's chemistry. Just come over and fuck my wife." Yeah, just That's come an... to our
0: hotel room or our, M- home, our home, our home, our property. It's never and happened. Fuck my wife that I don't that you have never met and you have no familiarity with, complete stranger. And more importantly, we've
1: never met you. Yeah, yeah, it's never happened. So I don't get that. Yeah, sorry,
0: it's not a thing. You're not getting in my pants if you can't put in 20 minutes of effort.
1: Yeah, come on, single dudes, wake the fuck up, really.
0: So we are, like you said, going to talk about a great single dude today that had a lot of success because he was fucking charming and awesome. And I am so excited to tell this story that almost didn't happen because I almost chickened out on it, which we'll also talk about. But first, we want to say thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of FPS is brought to you by Dipsy. What's your nightly ritual? From tie me up to tuck me in, Dipsy Stories is here to close the loop on your bedtime routine or help you create an exciting new one. There is nothing better than unwinding from a crazy day with a very sexy audio story and Dipsy has you covered there. Dipsy Stories is an app full of very sexy audio stories and now they even have brand new written stories if you prefer to read your sexiness. No matter who you're into or what Turns you on. Dipsy brings the story to life anytime and anywhere. So close your eyes and let yourself get lost in a world where only good things happen and pleasure is your only priority. Explore your fantasies in a safe, shame-free way. There are hundreds of stories to choose from and new releases every single week, so there's always more to explore. And the best part is, for listeners of the show, Dipsy's offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com/fps. That's 30 days of Full access to all of the stories on the Dipsy app when you go to dipsy, D I P S E A stories slash FPS. Dipsy stories dot com slash FPS. This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. It's the holiday season, and if you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer, today's sponsors, Manscaped, have the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide, which, if my math is correct, is about 8 million balls. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code SWINGERS.
1: Fellas, tis the season to get the boys cleaned up. Can't be looking like Santa's beard down there. Start dropping hints to that special someone who might just hook you up with Manscaped and get smooth for this holiday season.
0: Our picks for Manscaped Surefire Wind Stocking Stuffers this year are the Manscaped 2 in 1 Shampoo and Conditioner, the Manscaped Cologne Infused Body Wash, which smells so good, the Crop Mops Ball Wipes for your stanky balls, and the Manscaped Signature Cologne. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty free, dye free, sulfate free, and paraben free, so you know their products are legit. And again, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code SWINGERS at checkout. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. This episode of FPS is brought to you by Permescent. May I suggest to you some fantastic holiday gift ideas from Permescent this year? First of all, their massage oils are some of my absolute favorites. They come in amazing scents. And who doesn't want to get a massage during the holiday season from the one they love? It's a very sexy way to put something under the tree that's really going to wow your partner this year. Permescent also has bundle packages where you can get all sorts of different products put together in a bundle to put under the tree for your loved one this year. They also have the Sense Vibe Bundle, which is one of the most luxurious vibrators on the market that they pair with their delay spray. So it's a little gift for each of you. Those are just a couple of the products that we're recommending to you this holiday season from Promescent. Head on over to Promescent.com today to check out all of their products and get 15% off when you use our promo code FPS15OFF. Again, that's Promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C and use code FPS15OFF for 15% off of your order today. So today we're going to be telling a story that almost didn't happen. This experience almost didn't happen because I was a neurotic fucking mess and I almost talked myself completely out of it.
1: Yeah, which is really kind of counterintuitive when you think about how you're your energy was when we went to the club and you were just kind of bouncing around from person to person and introducing yourself to everybody and so confident and outgoing and lively. And then you just got in your own fucking head about it because it was something, it was really new to to some degree, to a large degree. And anytime we talk about doing something new, while it's exciting, sometimes you get a little trepidatious.
0: Okay. So let's explain the situation. You told me morning of that I was going to have a meeting with someone by myself Yep. And if it went well, I was going to play with them. And I was like, at first I was like, that sounds really hot. And I liked the fact that you set that up. I think we've talked a couple of times now about the fact that it turns me on way more when you're orchestrating it than when I am pulling the strings and then you just meet them. It makes me feel like you're more involved and you are equally as excited about the process as I am. And it just makes everything more erotic to me.
1: Yeah. So I attempted to do just that, which, you know... Uh... Uh, Sometimes you get in your own head and make things a little bit more difficult than they have to be
0: Well, here's where you fucked up. Okay, let's just be fair We go to, like, two places. There are probably two places in town that we go at this point. You are a horrible creature of habit.
1: Well, let, let's, let's back up a second. Okay. We go to a lot of places. We go to a couple of places routinely because we genuinely like the people. We like the product. The place is great. It's very close to our place. And it reminds us a little bit of home. And, and you
0: like routine.
1: I am a... Absolute fucking creature of habit. I (laughs) hate stepping outside of my comfort zone. And, you know, the truth is, when you find something that works, why fuck it up?
0: Yeah, okay, exactly. Why fuck it up? So, the place that we go all the time, where all the bartenders know us, by name and by drink order is where you wanted me to meet this guy. And so when you're telling me
1: well, you this whole thing- let's be fair here. We did that back home too, in the place where not only did they all know us, I worked with those folks. We were friends with them. We met- many people at our favorite place back home. And
0: I never liked it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it never changed anything.
0: Well, so here's the thing. Okay, so if it had not been this place, if it had been a place where I did not know the bartenders, they did not know me, I would have been a lot more comfortable. And we kind of learned that for future reference. I don't want to go to our place for these types of encounters because all I'm thinking in my head is they're going to know what's going on. They're going to know that I'm not with Brian. We are very recognizable together so it's there's no way that they wouldn't recognize me and go "Mm, why is her partner not here with her well this is
1: also this place opened up when we got to town a month ago so it's not like they're flush with hundreds of regular customers they all know who we are you know so i get that but we did it at home a lot and we met a lot of fucking people at our favorite haunts but
0: not by myself never by myself
1: no, not by yourself.
0: No, that was what was different. Because I thought, okay, if it's the three of us sitting down together, and I tried to talk you into coming in with me multiple times, I'm like, if which you, would
1: have defeated the entire purpose. <laughs> if
0: you come in with me, it won't be weird. It'll just be three friends sitting down together having a drink. But the fact that I am going to be flirting with this guy and talking to him and sitting close with him, and you're not there. I just, I got super fucking weird about it. And multiple times throughout the day, I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this.
1: Yeah. And it, it's very difficult to talk you down when you get in that place. It's And it's a little frustrating because I know that the end result is going to be a really fucking great experience. If I can get you over that hurdle.
0: Well, here's how you got me over the hurdle. Because I knew nothing of this guy. You found him on your own. I had no idea who he was or anything of him.
1: No, I've been talking to him for a a good period of time. We could simply just not connect. In fact, I don't even think you know this. He was potentially going to be the first guy... That you played with, as opposed to the gentleman you did play with, but schedules got screwed up. I was talking to him first. The
0: kind of stranger situation yes. that I had? Okay, Yes, he
1: was going to be that guy. I'm um, glad
0: he wasn't, for the record. Yeah, no, because we'll I think it to. worked
1: out. Yeah, I think it worked out.
0: So what got me over the hurdle, though, was you finally, smart man, showed me his picture. yeah. This guy is fucking smoking hot. I cannot describe how attractive this man
1: is. Yeah, and to be clear, I rarely do that with you. Like, you had no idea what the guy looked like that came over that night. I don't ever show you any images. I want to make sure they are who they say they are, which is why once I get their pictures, we either meet or, you know, there's some kind of a FaceTime kind of thing that goes on. I want to know who they are. I don't necessarily share that with you because I don't, there's no need to. I know what you're attracted to when it comes to certain things. And it's, for me, it's just, I don't think it's necessary. Necessary, And it, it kind of takes away from the excitement and the mystery of it. But yeah, I, I knew if I showed you the guy's picture, I thought, okay, the only way that this is going to fucking happen and she's, I'm going to get her off the ledge is if she just sees how fucking hot this guy is. And then I don't have to fucking talk about it anymore. I probably just need to open with that from now on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's smoking fucking hot. So the second I see his picture, I'm like, I have to meet this guy. I have to. I would be so upset with myself if I gave up this opportunity to hang out with this super hot guy just because of a weird circumstance.
1: Yeah, exactly. What an opportunity missed.
0: So I get all sorts of fucking dolled up. I put on my leather pants, which I've... The booty pops in it. It looks pretty damn good, if yeah, I may say so hard myself. Hard to hide
1: the booty in those pants.
0: I'm wearing this really low-cut sweater I have on black heels, and I really doll myself up because it's like, I'm still super nervous about the situation. I'm still being very neurotic about it. But I figure if I make myself look really good and I walk in with that confidence, then maybe it'll kind of put me at ease a little bit more.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, you were way in your head, deep in your head. Then, of course, I show you the guy's pictures. Then you you lightened up a little bit. You got excited <laughs> about it, obviously. But you were still, you know, you were trepidatious about it. And if you're just confident like you were the night we're at the club and you were absolutely controlling the room, there's absolutely no reason for you to get nervous. But once you start overthinking shit, man, you can talk yourself out of a good time real fast.
0: It's a fucking downward spiral like you have never seen. And
1: then almost instantly after that opportunity is missed, you Instantly regret it. Yeah. You kick yourself in the ass for days over not having done it, only to have repeated it again.
0: Well, I need to thank you because you definitely talked me off the ledge. You were super supportive. In fact, the whole plan was for you to basically drop me off at the bar and then for you to leave and not be there at all. And I talked you into staying so that I could have you nearby in case it did get weird or in case the bartenders were looking strange at me or I was being over, you know, just dramatic about it. Let's yeah. be real. So
1: I stayed at the place, but I sat in a completely separate area. I was actually outside. It was really nice out. And I was sitting in this amazing outdoor space with a fire pit and all that kind of stuff. And you guys couldn't see me. He obviously didn't know I was there, but I was... Uh, Just the other side of the building, you know, I could easily get there if I needed to. So I'm
0: sitting at the bar. I am literally picking at my fingernails. I am a fucking nervous wreck until I see this guy walk in the door. Okay, he walks in the entrance to the bar and is like jaunting over to me and he is way more attractive, even in person. This is one of the most attractive men I have seen in the Vegas area.
1: Yeah. He's a, he's a really good looking dude. He was well put together, really well-spoken. He's clearly intelligent, you know, just a sharp guy. And and the entire time that I was communicating with him, super apologetic because his schedule got screwed up uh, because of work at the last minute, a couple of times, which is why you didn't have the opportunity to play with him before. But like I said, he was going to be that guy. But he got messed up at work. And because of that, he called, he, call, he texted me the next day and apologized. I don't even know how many times. I'm so sorry. I really want to take part. I also was not aware of just how much experience he had in the lifestyle until you told me.
0: So yeah, let me describe all of this. And also let me describe why I am so glad he was not the stranger guy. Okay, Because this guy's fucking charming and he and I had a fucking blast. He walks in the door. He is impeccably dressed. He has on this beautiful watch. He's in this nice kind of muted red button-up shirt and nice slacks, really nice shoes. I mean, he just looks fucking phenomenal. And he walks over and he gives me a big hug and sits next to me and flashes this beautiful smile. And literally from the moment he sat down, we had this amazing chemistry. I mean, it was undeniable, unspoken. It was just there, like a magnetism. And I don't experience that with a lot of people. There are only really a handful of people that I've ever met that I get that instant, like, desire for. And this was that guy.
1: Yeah, listen, he showed up. He was, as uh, advertised, you know, sharp dresser. He was clearly date-ready, because I saw him walk in the door. He didn't see me. I texted you real quick, let you know he was on his way in, and and he was the real, he was the genuine article. And again, very polite, as, you know, the conversation that he and I had uh, ongoing. It was, you know, he was smooth. There's no doubt about it. He gets it. But I should have probably figured he had a little bit of lifestyle experience. I don't know that we actually discussed that at any length, but when you told me, then it all kind of made sense.
0: This guy's basically been in the lifestyle his entire adult life. Right. Literally his entire adult life. And he has an array of experiences. And he stories. Ha- he has everything from threesome experiences to ongoing friends with benefits to one night kind of bull situations, couples coming into town that just want him to be forceful and kind of cuckold the, the man. I mean, he has a lot of different experiences. Yeah. And it was so fun to sit there and talk with him. There was some awkwardness With the whole bartending situation, and they definitely knew who I was. They used my name at one point, and I was like, oh. Well, let's be
1: honest, he didn't know that his friend was the bartender there yeah nor did we obviously right so when he saw him he, i'm sure he kind of had that deer in the headlights look like oh shit this is my friend like what and he said something like what are you doing here and the guy told him oh, i just started here you know
0: i think we would have been a lot more flirtatious a lot more quickly had that element not been there because i wanted to touch this man i wanted my hands on him i wanted his hands on me We well, you're
1: sitting at the bar right
0: we're sitting at the bar and you i mean obviously he can feel me up a little bit under the bar without anyone knowing and he did at one point he started kind of rubbing my leg. But I feel like there could have been a lot more going on there had we both been in an atmosphere where we didn't know anyone there.
1: Well, it also would have been very strange if awkward if you had gotten up and moved over to like one of those dimly lit booths and and hung out there. Because again, everyone in the building knows us and one of the guys knows him. Right. Yeah. So that that wouldn't
0: have worked. (laughs) So we're sitting at the bar, we're having this great conversation. And It's getting more and more flirtatious. Our conversation's getting more and more flirtatious. We're leaning into each other a lot. There's no fucking way these bartenders didn't know what was going on, even if we weren't being loud enough for them to hear anything. I think that was almost worse because we're leaning in. He starts whispering things in my ear. He starts telling me how beautiful I look, how sexy I am, how much he wants to get his hands on me. But all of this is in these like hushed, whispered tones as close to each other as possible.
1: Yeah. And this is a pretty quiet place. I mean, there's some very cool music that plays in the background and you know it's not super busy this was a weekday so this place wasn't packed by any means so i'm sure that you know and it's small it's not a big spot the area that you were sitting in i'm sure it could have, would have been easy for people to hear also let me mention i expected this to be a situation where he came in he sat down you guys chatted determined whether there was chemistry had a drink and within 30 minutes decided okay this is a go or a not or a no go You guys were there for over an hour.
0: In almost an hour and a half.
1: So I was thinking to myself, first of all, okay, this has taken a really fucking long time, but clearly there's a connection because there's no way this conversation could be taking this long for no reason.
0: It was like foreplay for me because he's smiling at me. He's staring right into my eyes. I didn't want that to end. I mean, I wanted to have sex with him. I knew very quickly I wanted to be naked with him, but I didn't want to end that experience. I was having so much fun the, with the flirtation and it's been a while since I've really been able to exercise my flirt game like that and to really build this rapport with somebody like that. I just fucking like the guy. He's cool as hell.
1: Well, so to circle back to what we talked about earlier with single guy tip of the week, you know, you talk about a guy who doesn't want to go on, quote unquote, I don't want to date or I don't want to go on dates. This was not a date. This was a meeting for two people to determine whether or not there was chemistry. As it turns out, there was great fucking chemistry. And it turned into an hour and a half conversation before some really hot fucking sex. So, (laughs) is it really that big a fucking deal? Because he certainly didn't tell me that it was a big deal. He made no comment at all about how much time you guys spent together. He texted me thanking me. Man, I'm so glad it worked out. It was worth the wait. Can't wait to see you guys again. I mean, it was on and on. So take an hour out of your you know out of your schedule uh, and figure it the fuck out. It seems to work.
0: Yeah, sure as fuck did for him. So. Eventually... He says to me, and I loved this, I think this was the perfect segue. He said, I'm a gentleman, so I am not going to make the move. If you want this to happen, I need you to make the move. Smooth. Which was great because if I wasn't ready or if I wasn't feeling it, which he knew I was, I'm sure. sure but if if I wasn't, or if I didn't want to move forward with it, that's an easy out, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not feeling it tonight, or no thank you. He gave you the,
1: yeah, he opened the door. Absolutely. So
0: instead I say, Oh no, I definitely want to make the move. <laughs> I want to make this happen. And he's like, great, just tell me when. And I was like, now, yeah, <laughs> we like, should do like, this now. Now,
1: check, please. Yeah. So,
0: and then, and then the bartenders take fucking forever to come back and pick. Well, sure, I'm sure they were avoiding
1: you as much as they possibly could or your end of the bar because they didn't know what to make of all of it. Because yeah. this gets, this gets weirder, obviously. Well, you, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you text me. Hey, we're on our way out.
0: Oh, oh, okay. yes.
1: You guys leave. Yes. Right. You came up from I was sitting outside, you scared the shit out of me, you walked up behind me and I'm like, hey, we're getting ready to go. I'm like, uh, OK, where is he? And you're like, well, he's going to his car. So you guys were going back to our place. I went in and <laughs> sat down at the bar and had a drink two minutes after you guys left. Yes. So now you leave with him. A couple of minutes goes by. I go inside. And now that I'm sitting there, now the GM comes over, the bartenders run over. Hey, Brian, what's going on? Nobody says a word about you having just been there with some other dude. And I I, I was very comfortable. It didn't matter at all to me. But later on, when I thought about it, they really weren't interacting with me as much as they normally would have. And there was nobody else in the place. It was like two other people in there. So they pretty much left me alone thinking, fuck, I don't want him to ask me any questions. I don't want, you know, did he see her leave? Like, I don't think they quite got it. So he just missed her. Yeah, it was fun. It was I didn't think about how that must have looked until later on, because in the moment, I didn't give a shit.
0: So he and I leave together, and I tell him to follow me to our place, and we get to my place, our place, and we come upstairs, and he's kind of sitting down. He actually took a drink with him from the bar because we needed to get out of there immediately and he still had a full drink. And it's Vegas, so you can do that. (laughs) Yeah, they totally don't give a fuck. So he took a drink with him. He's kind of finishing his drink. And I was like, I'm going to pop in and get myself ready and I'll I'll be right back out. And I really wanted to look sexy. I wanted to be uh, impressive because I was really attracted to this guy. And like I said, that magnetism between us was just drawing us together. So I wanted him to want to see me again, right? right? So I go into the bathroom and I get myself cleaned up. I put on a fresh thing of lotion so I'm all soft. My skin's kind of glowing and glistening. And I put on this red piece of lingerie that has this black lace trim all around it. I hardly ever wear it. And it's, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's very sexy. I, I rarely break it out as one of my usual pieces. And I think I need to more often because it creates this amazing hourglass silhouette and makes my booty pop and it just looks good. <laughs> yeah, I like
1: it. You don't, re- you don't really take that with you either to play sessions.
0: No, because it's kind of bulky. It has underwire to it. So you have to really scrunch it up to be able to like stick it in a clutch. But here at the house, it's perfect. And I need to break it out more often. For sure. And I come out of the restroom and he says that he's going to pop into the restroom and tells me to go get in the bedroom. And I love that. He kind of commanded me. He's like, you wait for me in the bedroom. I'll be right there. Nice. Nice fucking loved that that confidence and he's looking me directly in the eye as he's saying it and immediately I start getting all tingly and excited I'm like I need this guy to fucking touch me immediately So I'm in the bedroom waiting for him. I'm sitting on the edge of the bed and he comes in and he kind of scoops me up off the bed. He almost grabs me around the waist and like lifts me up, which again, very confident move. It happened very kind of seamlessly and he just starts making out with me. He is sticking his tongue in my mouth. He is running his hands through my hair. He's got one hand on the back of my neck at one point. Is kind of putting a little bit of pressure and that's what I knew. This guy fucking gets it. He knows how to take control. I assumed that you had told him I that i would love that yeah. because his actions were so deliberate and aggressive without being creepy it was just perfect everything was fucking perfect
1: yeah my my instruction not my instruction my you know my suggestion to him like it is to a lot of people assertive dominant respectful in control aggressive without going too far until you give the instruction as to pace and tone and tempo and that kind of thing. But but to be confident and just kind of do what makes you comfortable. And you really just take charge essentially
0: fucking did. So he is making out with me, grabbing me in all the right places. He tells me how amazing my ass is. And he's like, I want to touch on your ass a little bit more. I was like, absolutely. So I bend over the bed. I stick my ass up in the air as far as I can fucking push it up. And he is rubbing on it. He keeps saying how smooth it is. I'm like, maybe you should spank it a little bit and he's like okay (laughs) so he starts spanking my ass and i'm pushing it further and further towards him until i'm literally up on my tippy toes with my ass in the air getting it spanked by this hot fucking dude i mean who can think of a better night than that
1: not i because i was enjoying thinking about it while i was sitting at the bar and everybody was just oddly staring at me (laughs) I didn't know exactly what was going on obviously but I figured from the you know the fact that you guys were together for almost an hour and a half before you ever got back to to the house I thought well this is this has to be good.
0: It was fucking good. So Fairly quickly, he stops spanking me. We make out a little bit more. I'm running my hands all over him. I ask if I can touch his cock. Is he still dressed at this point? He's still completely clothed. I ask if I can touch his cock and rub it. And he's like, please do. So I'm rubbing his cock over his pants. He's getting rock hard. Of course, I can tell he has a very nice cock, a very large cock. I feel through his pants as he's getting hard. And I'm like, I need to suck your cock. It needs to happen. And he's like, okay, let's make that happen. So he takes off his belt and starts just taking off all of his clothes and revealing the most amazing body I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, that guy's in shape. here's my thing. I don't like super muscular dudes most of the time. I'm not shitting on that body type. You work very hard for it if you have that body type. So I I'm not saying anything that there's anything wrong with that, but super over the top muscular guys, not my favorite thing in the world. This guy was not that at all. He was toned in all the right places, but very svelte. I mean, it was just for me, it was the perfect body. And I'm touching on his amazing abs and I'm touching on his legs, which are just like rippling with these muscles and they're so toned. And I get down on my knees and I start sucking his cock. And <laughs> this very quickly turned into a very rough session. He asked me if he could gag me with his cock, and I said, hell yes you can so I go back to sucking his cock and he's pushing himself into me literally face fucking me putting his cock as far down my throat as it'll go I'm gagging on it I have the tears streaming down my face I am loving every second of it because it's been a while since I've really had that especially with someone I don't know I guess you and I do that fairly regularly but but
1: with a stranger it's not quite the same for
0: someone that I've met two hours ago to be gagging me with their cock was exciting it was like oh this is just I haven't done this in a while. I like being a slut like this.
1: Well, it's, it suits you. So, you know.
0: <laughs> so uh, he gags me with his cock a couple of times and then I pull my mouth off of his cock and he's like, I want you to suck on my balls. So I'm like, absolutely, I will suck on your balls.
1: Is he, he's still standing at the foot of the bed, I'm guessing.
0: Yes. And he is stroking his cock now and I am licking on his balls and sucking on them. And at one point he grabs me by the back of my neck and pushes me into his balls. And then he basically rests his cock on my face while. I'm sucking his balls. There was something kind of, you know, humiliation to me can be very erotic. I think that it's very erotic. And... It was a little bit humiliating in that moment. It felt like I was really being used by him and right. he was just doing what he wanted with my face and my mouth. And I found that very sexy. And I think mostly because we had such a great connection leading up to that, there was so much chemistry. I wanted to please him. So I was eager for that chance for him to basically use me like his sex doll.
1: Well, you enjoy that kind of play. And the fact that he was able to take the cues, of course, I gave him some you know, idea of what it was that you were going to be like and what you would enjoy. but certainly. He was able to read the room.
0: Fuck yes, he was. So we stopped that for a couple of minutes. And I lay my back and on the bed. He kind of almost pushed me down on the bed. And he starts licking my pussy. And he doesn't make me come that way. I think I was almost too worked up in that moment. I needed to be fucked. I really truly did. I needed that deep (laughs) penetration, which is what I need when I'm in that headspace and when I just you know, it's it's one of those things. If you need to get fucked, you just need to get fucked.
1: Well, once you get to the point where, quote unquote, you're being used, there's some level of humiliation. It's really aggressive for you. It's like you just want to you want to be taken advantage of. I want and... the
0: continuation of that energy. That's what yeah. it is. I feel like if I'm laying on my back and I'm accepting oral, it's almost like stopping the flow. Yeah. And I want to just continue that aggressive flow. So I'm just eager for him to put more emphasis into me, to use me more. So fairly quickly, I'm like, I need you to fuck me. And he's like, okay, I'm going to fuck you. (laughs) So. He puts on a condom. He gets on top of me and starts stretching me. And he literally says to me, "Okay, this is a guy who knows that he has an amazing cock, and he also knows that that's probably one of the reasons he's there." Well, he also
1: okay. he's also aware from experience that th- that takes some preparation. What do you mean? Well, just be getting you prepared for receiving a cock that size. He's he's aware. It's probably happened before. He's had these conversations with people before. Right. But
0: what I'm saying is verbally, what he said to me is, "I am I love stretching you." Right, right now. I've never had a guy say that before. I'm always the one that says that. Right. So for him to be understanding of the fact that it's like, that's part of the play. That's part of the excitement for me is that first initial stretch from a guy who has this big, beautiful, girthy cock. That was so fucking hot to me. And you're absolutely right. It's a, it's an experience thing.
1: Well, yeah, he also it's also a way for him, much like when he said, you know, I'm a gentleman. If you want to make this happen, you're gonna to have to make the first move. That's his way of letting you know if this is a problem. Please say something. (laughs) No
0: joke. Well, he actually did that multiple times because he started fucking me and I started wincing and he's large enough that he is basically bottoming out in me. Okay. And he's not even all the way in. And he actually said that to me a couple of times. He's like, I'm not going to go all the way in because I don't want to hurt you. (laughs) And I'm like, thank you.
1: Yeah. That's awareness
0: is different than do you remember when we talked about this gentleman, the very first Florida experience I had Yes, the guy with the giant 10 inch cock he was probably about this size, but he was trying to fucking bottom out in me. And it yeah. was very painful. And this is a guy, the guy I was with during this experience, is a guy who understands that if he does that right out of the gate, I'm going to be out of commission. This is not going to last long.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be a very long or even, you know, exciting session. There's only so much that's going to happen.
0: Well, yeah. Why do you want to put me in pain? That's yeah, it doesn't make sense. That's fucking weird. So yeah. he's being very mindful of that. He tells me that he knows that he's getting close to my threshold. He actually... Asked me if I'm okay. He's like, breathe through it. <laughs> that's how big this cock was. He was having me breathe through it like I'm fucking given birth or something. I'm in Lama's class while I'm taking his cock.
1: That's a, that's a high level of awareness. <laughs> And concentration. That takes a lot of concentration.
0: I'm breathing in through my nose and out through my mouth while this guy is fucking me. And then I start obviously getting more comfortable. He has kind of stretched me and I'm ready to accept a little bit harder of a fucking. So he starts very slowly picking up the pace. And as he's doing that, we get back to this aggressive motion. He's grabbing me around the shoulders at one point and using me as his leverage to push inside of me. I actually took one of his hands and put it around my throat so he could kind of choke me a little bit. That's
1: a cue. And as
0: soon as I did that, it was like everything switched. Immediately, he was comfortable. He understood I wanted this. He understood that I am kinky, that this is something that I'm really excited to be doing. So he's choking me and I start. I must have started smiling. I didn't even realize I was smiling. But he goes, oh, you like that, don't you? You like to be choked, don't you? And I was like, yes. And he's like, okay. So he starts choking me a little bit harder. He takes Takes his other hand and grabs me around the waist and is squeezing me there, just putting all of this pressure on my body while he's fucking me. And I came so. Fucking hard. I squirted the whole nine yards. I mean, I he stopped for a second after I had my orgasm. I look down at him and I have the room kind of dimly lit. I have two little lights on so it's not glaring like fucking Walmart in there or something. And I look down at him in this beautiful glowing light, and he has my cum all over
1: him. <laughs> yeah, I knew something exciting must have happened when I got back and all of the sheets and the comforter and everything were off the bed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So I offer to go and get him a towel, and he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not done with you yet. I'm like, okay. So he tells me to get on all fours. So I have my ass up in the air, and this was so fucking hot. So I start on all fours. I'm on my hands, and I'm on my knees, right? And he kind of pushes me down in the front so that my ass is more up in the air. So now I'm down on my elbows. And he's like, I know you can do better than that. If you're going to take a big cock, you need more of an angle. And I was like, fuck, that's hot. This is a guy who knows exactly what he's doing, isn't afraid to tell me. And it was so fucking sexy to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, this is a guy who gets it. Been there before, obviously. He's a, you know, an experienced lifestyle guy. This is not the first situation he's been in where this could potentially be an issue. Yeah, so
0: he pushes me down further. I now have my face buried in the pillow. My arms are sprawled out behind me. My ass is as far up in the air as it will possibly go. And he once again starts entering me with this big, beautiful cock pushes into me and is telling me to breathe again because it's fucking painful. I mean, it's painful and super pleasurable at the same time. I know that's not going to make sense for everyone, but trust me when I tell you that pain-pleasure mixture, especially when it's at the hands of a giant cock, there's something really well, special and someone about... that
1: knows what they're doing.
0: Yeah, 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 you for know. sure. No, so I'm
1: assuming he was standing at the foot of the bed, correct?
0: No, he was kind of almost squatting behind me on the bed.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So just to put a, paint a picture, we have a very big, we have a king size bed and it sits on a very high platform. The platform is about 12 inches off the floor. And the mattress is 12 inches thick and it has a pillow top. So you could literally, it's by design, obviously, so you could put your ass up to the edge of the bed. So
0: you can be fucking na- yeah. naughty on it. Stand
1: yeah. on the platform. The height is fucking perfect. So anyway, it was, you know, we did this by design. It was no easy task to get this all done. I can assure you not at all, but definitely worth the effort.
0: So once again, fucking athletic toned guy behind me. Yes, he is squatting this entire time, pushing into me, starts really slowly, then starts picking up the pace. I'm kind of wincing every once in a while. He's like, are you okay? Do you want me to back off? I'm like, no, I do not. I'm going to work through this because it's going to be fucking hot if we can get to this point of me coming again.
1: Well, it's good that he was actually that kind of intuitive because you can absolutely, uh, you know, you're your own worst enemy. Even though you know you probably shouldn't be doing something, it feels so good you don't care. And then it's like the aftermath for two days later.
0: Well, and I want to challenge myself. I want to feel like a badass for pushing through it. So I liked that he was mindful. He knows Somebody that
1: had to be an adult in the room. He
0: knows that he is incredibly well endowed and he was really taking care of me in that moment. But once we got back into a rhythm, he started spanking me. He grabbed my hair from behind and is yanking on it while he's grabbing my ass with the other hand. And then he starts dirty talking to me. And holy fuck, was it hot? It was some of the raunchiest dirty talk I have ever heard in my entire life. I'm not even sure I want to repeat it on the podcast because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to look you in the eye
1: all I say <laughs> that it. must was be so, pretty fucking bad. It
0: was so fucking dirty. He's calling me a dirty slut. He's telling me that you well, know that's only, a Tuesday night. You only better than that. dirty sluts are going to take this big cock. And oh, I know why you invited me over here. You just want big cocks, don't you, you slut? And I was like, yes, I do. Wow. <laughs> I can't even look at you right now.
1: Fortunately, you don't have to, based on how our studio is set up. <laughs>
0: It was so fucking hot. So, I mean, it just got very heated and he's fucking me like crazy. I came really, really hard and he just keeps fucking me through it, which I was also very impressed with because like we've said many times, I really clench when I come, especially if I come hard and a guy that big to stay inside of me and continue yeah, fucking easy. me, pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, not easy. Usually you just push him right out.
0: I did not. I, he just kept fucking fucking me from behind and fucking me and i
1: don't think i mentioned that part to him so good for him
0: what do you mean that
1: you clenched that hard that you could easily push him out of you Oh, so he hung in there
0: so okay then this is really hot he's like where do you want me to come and i was like i want you to come all over my face which i usually don't fucking like no, i don't not know at what all. got into me well, i wanted him to come on my fucking face i was in that mindset of being used and feeling used and a little bit of humiliation going on and that control and he's like i'm I'm going to come all over that face. I can't wait to come on that face. So he just keeps fucking me. And he's like, when I tell you to turn around, you're going to turn around and sit on your knees. And I'm like, okay. So he's fucking me. And he pulls out and he's like, turn around. So I get down get down right by his cock on my knees. I'm looking up at his cock as he's stroking it. He has the condom off, obviously. And he comes all Over me. All over me. Okay, I've also told many people that one of my hard limits is don't come in my fucking hair. Yeah, this guy came all over in my hair. I didn't say a fucking word. I didn't even think about it. I was so into the fact that he is using my face to come all over. I didn't even fucking think about it.
1: Yeah. So what we haven't mentioned is the, one of the things that he asked me about was, do you want pictures or video or anything like that? And I said, we don't typically do that, but if you find a moment to take a picture, feel free. Cause you know, I'll, I'll show it to her and you know, we, cause we don't ever do that. And he sent me a picture of you would come all over your face. <laughs> so you didn't even know I had it. I
0: had no So
1: way. now keep he in told mind- He he
0: was taking the picture and I thought it was just for him. And I was like, he asked if he could take a picture. Right. I had no idea he was sending it to you. Yeah, he sent and me I, a
1: couple of them. Actually. I
0: was like, absolutely, take a picture. That's fucking hot. I want you to see this later on, you know? Yeah,
1: he sent so. it to me. I'm sitting at the bar and of course it comes through and it didn't occur to me that that's what it was going to be, obviously. And I was like, oh shit, is there anybody around here that can see this? <laughs> and the bartender had just walked away- uh, when I was looking at my phone. So yeah, I got to see it. Absolutely. It was fucking hot. <laughs> so, and I was so surprised because I, I did not expect that at all. I didn't expect ever, it of myself. Yeah, I don't even come on your face Most You don't even like it. No. Well, most I usually of the time. I
0: like when you come in my mouth. Yeah, I like but to swallow. You're it,
1: not but... typically it's not a come on my face kind of thing. It's not well, your deal.
0: That's what happened. So I go into the bathroom and I clean up my face and, you know, get all the come off of me for the most part. I still come kind of crusted in my hair, which we'll get to in a second too because that leads into what happened later in the evening. But I go and give him a towel and he kind of washes himself off, gets my... Dry cum off of him, and he starts getting dressed. And he was like, "That was so much fun." He's like, "I needed that," which I also really liked because I I felt like he did. I feel like he needed to get some demons out in that moment, which is why it was a- as aggressive as it was.
1: Well, he had some pretty shitty experiences with some couples leading up to that, as he alluded to me later. And we hear this a lot. I mean, it, we're pretty easy to deal with. It's not it's not complicated. No, you know, for a single guy, you you're not going to meet an easier fucking couple to deal with if you're a real fucking cool person. It does not take much. And he commented, he's like, man, I really enjoyed that. You never really know when you get to meet with couples. And, you know, I've been really shocked the past few times I've met with some folks that didn't work out well. That was fucking amazing. And you guys are so much fun. I mean, yeah. So I'm sure he had a good time.
0: Well, it certainly seemed that way. So we both clean up. He gets dressed. He says, thank you. That was so much fun. Gives me a big hug. And he leaves. And then I text you and I'm like, we're just finishing up. And you said, okay, come back to the bar. Yeah. As and I think I'm just going to pick you up. Yeah, because so,
1: my plan was that you were going to come back and hang out with me and we're going to have a drink and you know, <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, come on back."
0: Well, I didn't want that for two reasons. One, I now have cum in my hair, crusted into my hair right. that I have now basically just thrown up into a messy bun. <laughs> horrible. I looked insane. So there was that on top of the fact that all I could think of was you fucking my brains out. I wanted it so bad. Yeah, I didn't
1: really consider that when I was thinking, ah, she'll come back here. We'll hang out and decompress. And I, I, I wasn't, that wasn't really what I was. I, I was, again, I was trying to create a, a scenario that we had not really experienced, which was you know, me setting up a date, you meeting the guy, going back to play with him, you coming back, us hanging out, having a, a date, essentially, and then going back and, well, and fucking our brains out.
0: Maybe you shouldn't pick such a hot guy next time that's going to fuck me as well as this Then guy it did. wouldn't have worked out <laughs> the same way, would it? Because all I wanted to do was reconnect with you. So you get in the car, you see me with the cum stuck in my hair. Like, what
1: happened to you? You're a mess.
0: (laughs) We get home. I put on the same piece of lingerie and you and I start fucking- Which smelled
1: like like hot sex and no regret.
0: I'm fucking sure it did. And we start fucking like crazy for hours. It was
1: so fucking hot. It worked out really well. And again, you getting out of your own way- you know, lent itself to an incredibly hot experience all the way around.
0: Well, yes, we learned a lesson. I would love to do that again. I just don't want to do it in our regular bar, which yeah, we now I'll, both understand. I'll
1: have to find a place that makes some sense that isn't where someplace we want to hang out routinely.
0: Yeah, someplace I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> so there's that element of it. But yeah, absolutely. I need to stop being so fucking neurotic. We've said it so many times. I'm sure our listeners right now are going, how many fucking times is Brennan going to say this and then still be neurotic? Yeah, okay, well, that's again, neurotic. I'm fucking neurotic and I'm weird and I need to work on it. And I'm getting there. I'm working hard on it. So, <laughs> And I'm so glad this experience happened. I'm so glad you set it up for me. I feel very lucky to have a partner that puts together such hot
1: fucking experiences for me. Well, it's also by now you should be aware, I would think you are somewhat aware anyway, that I, I have all of the pieces. Like I know where the pieces fit. I know what the guy should look like, where his head should be when it comes to the actual types of play that are, that's going to take place and, you know, what the scenario should be like and then hopefully how it's going to end. But sometimes you just really do kind of think too hard about this stuff and, you, you know, you get worked up. And you could really talk yourself out of a good time. You were really close to not doing this, which would have been a real shame.
0: I would have really missed out. So, lesson learned as far as I'm concerned. We have a whole lot of fun that we are sharing on our bonus episode this week with our Patreon members. So, we would love for you guys to check that out. Some additional information that you're not going to hear on this podcast. We also have some very big announcements coming up that our Patreon members will hear about before anyone else. They're going to get all of the details of future events and other fun shit that we have planned before anyone else hears it. So if you want to be one of those people that hears it first, we would love for you to join us at patreon.com slash front porch swingers. We want to say a very big thank you to the newest members of our Patreon community, who this week are Michelle, Jared, Chuck, and Joshua. Thank you so much for jumping on board with us, guys. We look forward to getting to know you better via our Patreon community. If you guys are looking for the saucier stuff, I have a couple of things up my sleeves right now for OnlyFans that I'm so excited to share exclusively there. So head on over to OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers for some raunchier fun, if you will. And you can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter at FPSwingers and Instagram at FPSPodMedia and TikTok at FP swingers and you can of course find us on youtube as well our channel is called front porch swingers we actually just put up a new video about our first month in vegas and some of the tips we have if you're coming into the vegas area for the lifestyle scene
1: yeah we're going to be a lot more videos to come we're really finding a groove with the tiktok videos and the youtube videos Uh, also when it comes to the events you are not going to want to miss out on what we have planned it's pretty fucking spectacular It's going to be amazing. Some of the work, as you guys are listening to the show on Monday, we're in the process of putting some plans together. The events that we're going to be hosting are really going to be second to none. I don't think there's going to be, there has been anything like it in the Hot Wife space.
0: Agreed. So stay tuned for all of that information. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening.
1: Thanks, everybody.